Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. Two weeks in to the URC and still we haven't had both Scottish teams winning at the weekend. We will be looking forward to, uh, looking forward to, well, we will be looking forward to the Autumn Internationals are coming over the hills, but we'll be looking back on the Edinburgh and Glasgow games at the weekend. As ever, to keep me straight, I'm with Alan and Matt. Alan, John Wick is starting in 16 minutes. You're asking us to rattle through the pods, but other than that, how are you doing? Good. Watched episode two of John Wick, where he sort of seemed to sort of kill about a fifth of Rome's population. So I'm already excited for episode three. I'm excited. <laughs> what European city John Wick's going to take down now? What sort of character development is John Wick going to bring in John Wick three? I, I was actually quite excited about it because it's kind of like got this like kind of cult status, I think. And it's generally one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And I'm like the perfect demo for it. So I don't know. He has no character. He has no character. Like. He has yeah. nothing about him. Whereas I think nobody there, there's like a backstory and there's character development in a way that John Wick doesn't have. So that that's what I would go for. Imagine if you were listening to this podcast for the first time, you would think we've really sort of strayed from our founding principle of talking only about Scottish rugby. But it's nice to offer that rounded look at culture. Matt, are you, are you well? Are you keeping well? I'm good, mate. I mean, I've got the the Scottish Italian Shield to to keep me going as we as we enter into autumn. I'm and all, how many all, hobnobs all have you had here. pre-recording this evening? Uh, maybe half a packet. Half a packet, I think, is like sort of the um, that's like the sort of buy-in of a pack of chocolate hobnobs. It's, it's very difficult like, to stop. Yeah, they're like sugar pills. They just 
They don't. They're great, but they they don't touch the sides really. <laughs> so like you give me shit all the time for like drinking diet cokes, and then you're like eating half a pack of hobnobs on like a Wednesday night is like an appropriate thing to be doing. I drink. I drink quite a lot of diet cokes as well. So there you go. You think all these brand names? Someone at McVitie's should get in touch with us. <laughs> hobnobs. We would we would accept some sort of sponsorship deal, but. Until we get the McVitie's one, we do have some brand new sponsors working with us for this season, and it's the fantastic guys over at Citizen Ticket, um, and we're absolutely delighted to have them as our sponsor for this season. So Citizen Ticket, what are they? So if you are an event organizer, venue, or a live stream creator, uh, then you need to check out Citizen Ticket. It is a free self-service website that helps you sell your event tickets or live stream experiences. Uh, if you're a Scottish rugby fan and if you're here, you're either a film fan or a Scottish rugby fan, you've probably bumped into them already. They're doing all the ticketing for the Fosrock Super 6 and Edinburgh City 7s. So if you've bought a ticket for either of those, you'll know how good Citizen Ticket is. So if you're planning an event, get onto their website, citizenticket.co.uk and use the code ThistlePod when you create your account for a reduced in-booking fee. Thank you very much to the chaps over at Citizen Ticket. Um, let's jump straight into um, the uh, URC content, which is what I'm calling it now because rugby is now just content. Um, the uh, URC content from the weekend, uh, Glasgow downing the Sharks um, with uh, a very impressive 45 minutes where they scored all of their points and then a less impressive uh, 35 towards the end where they decided to stop scoring points. But Glasgow up and running, Matt. Um, and when they're flowing, lots to like about this Glasgow team, right? Yeah, when, when Glasgow looked good, it was when likes of Horn, Thompson, Johnson, who we talked about last week, seems to be um, having a bit of a return to form. Two Paluta got in the game a lot, uh, Cole Forbes and McLean. Like, w- when those guys got moving, um, you know, they, they play in quite an unpredictable way, and 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 it was really good to watch. Uh, and then I also think that up front you had you had the guys that that provided the go forwards, um, none more so than Jack Dempsey, who looks like the sort of big ball carrier that everyone's been crying out for at Glasgow for a long time. Um, so in in those patches, they looked sort of like the Glasgow of old, I suppose, um, in terms of uh, being really enterprising and, and really clinical. And then. It, it was sort of became quite scrappy after a while. Uh, and I think, to be, to be fair, Sharks weren't offering much. Um, and it was a few Glasgow mistakes that allowed them back into the game. But I think that sort of maybe there's a few combinations gelling together. It's still early in the season. That that was maybe expected given um, the, the great start they made. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tupelotu is... Um... It's sort of surprising quite a lot of a lot of people with um, what he's offering. I think he had his second try disallowed, and that was uh, the last sort of interest Glasgow Glasgow showed. But Matt, you mentioned him, um, Jack Dempsey, ninety six yards, six defenders beating. Alan with with Matt Fagerson on the on the on the return from injury, and Rory Darge wasn't playing. But you know, if he continues his trajectory. What sort of difference do you think that sort of ball carrying ability can make to a Glasgow team that's been a little bit frail going forward? I think the sort of issue with Dempsey was never whether he's <clears throat> whether he's a good player. It's just whether he was going to 
refrain from getting injured. So obviously it's good to see him kind of get a couple of games under his belt and hopefully he can sort of um, carry on for the rest of the season. Because I think you're right. I think once you've got him, hopefully, you know, I still forget how young Matt Ferguson is, but hopefully with sort of another sort of six six months under his belt, he's still sort of developing. And then <clears throat> with Rory Dars, actually that gives you a sort of back row that can both sort of compete on the deck, but also gives you a lot of ball carrying options. And then when you sort of add Cummings into the mix, who I think increasingly is sort of getting on the ball and really hits the hits the line at pace. You know, I think if you compare him with someone like Richie Gray, when Richie Gray Richie Gray literally only gets the ball standing still. And then <laughs> it's like a really like sl- like glacial pace into contact. Whereas Cummings I feel really brings that sort of like abrasive nature when he when he has the ball in hand. I still like Richie Gray, but he's uh he's not he's definitely I think um, bagging on Richie Gray's ba- brand equity. <laughs> Mate, Richie Gray, you know, he his his brand equity is probably the highest any player's ever had in Scottish rugby. Back sort of maybe twenty thirteen I think sort of twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen when he had the peroxide long lid, he was very much sort of the like the poster boy of Scottish rugby. That's I true. think even for my for someone like my mum, my mum knows still knows who Rich Gray is. My mum doesn't wouldn't be able to pick out Finn Russell. Suppose that Richie Gray with the peroxide blonde was probably more marketable globally than like Finn is now. If you're like a fashion brand, you'd probably prefer someone like Richie Gray than Finn. I, I, I'm pretty sure if you're a fashion brand, Finn is getting beat by almost the majority of rugby players worldwide. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You you wouldn't hire Finn to be a top to be a sort of underwear model like Parise or something <laughs> like that, would you? No. I don't think he's going to get into that. Was that the Stade Francais um, <laughs> calendar anytime soon? Um, but no, but I on, think on, on the point I was saying, once you've got those, you know, Cummings, Dempsey, Darge, and Ferguson, and then even whether he's starting on the bench, Turner into the mix, you've got a real sort of depth and sort of ball carriers who can get you over the gain line in that Glasgow pack. Uh, do you think um, Tupelotu is showing signs that he could be a useful asset at a Scotland level, Matt? Uh, possibly. I think that we, we talked about it in the newsletter um, that I still think Chris Harris is pretty much immovable from that 13 jersey. And I still do think that Hugh Jones offers a lot as potentially a different option to start, but but a lot of cover from the bench. Uh I think potentially, like I think he he's been good in parts, and I think he is a good player. But I still think that Harris and Jones at their best are better operators than him. But you never know; he might be one of those guys that you put in an international shirt, and he sort of seems to fit in quite well. Um, I mean, I, I would still. It's funny, like I think that the the Glasgow backline did look pretty good at the weekend, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Kyle Stain given a shot at, at 13. Mm. Um, and, and I actually think that, love him as I do, I think George Horn sometimes his fundamentals at nine let him down slightly. And actually, I think his his service was a bit ropey and a bit slow um, at points. So when, you, when you've got Ali Price returning to that lineup, um, offering a quicker service and, and sort of a better game management, I suppose, then... The signs are looking pretty good. 
You forget there is there is genuine British Lions um, coming back to drop into that Glasgow team as well. So it's not they're not at their at their full strength just yet. Another another player, brand new, catching catching eye. Well, relatively brand new. Cole Forbes, a brace at the weekend was obviously called called up into that big Scotland squad for the summer internationals. Do you think we'll see him used against like Tonga or something like that? Do you th- can you see him getting a Scotland cap over the autumn? Yeah, no, 100%. The one thing about Cole Forbes is he's just like, his whole demeanour is so Kiwi. He's just like <laughs> such a classic sort of Kiwi guy. Um, but I think, similar maybe to Tuapalotu, um, that I think both of them will be capped in that Tonga game. I reckon they'll they'll try and just lock them in right now. And I, yeah. and I actually think Cole Forbes, potentially as well, will probably sort of stay around the squad and potentially kind of, be involved either on the bench at bench at some point, maybe not in the Australia South Africa game, but maybe on the back end and sort of the Japan game. Do you think do you think they'd prefer to use him rather than revert to a Kinghorn, for instance? Yeah, I guess uh, it's inter- I feel like potentially I guess Cole Forbes gives you that full sort of probably a bit more cover at wing, which Kinghorn just doesn't particularly seem to sort of ever do for, for Edinburgh anymore. Um, then Kinghorn Kinghorn has started on the wing for Scotland and done pretty well there. If you remember, no, yeah, no, agreed. Um, I just wonder if um, if like Kinghorn, even though he's not playing in the back three, like has a couple more good games, even at standoff, whether that might be enough to to bring him into the consideration as that sort of replacement back three player ahead of Forbes. Well, the thing about Kinghorn, I guess, is, you know, if he continues to do this sort of 10 role for Edinburgh with obviously the ability to play 15 to a really high standard, and then you have Chris Harris in the centres who can cover wing, then ultimately you can go for a 6-2 split and Mm -hmm. have a scrum half and Kinghorn. So Kinghorn is both your 10 and your 15 cover, and then... And your 12. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think. And then, wait a minute. What am I trying to do here? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It does No, so maybe not. Oh, Finn can move to 12 and have Kinghorn at 10. What's your thoughts on that? Or you bring Hoggy up to 10 and put Kinghorn to 15. Yes. No, that's true. Or Kinghorn at 12. <sighs> Probably not then, yeah. <laughs> Stick to it, was, it was a nice dream. Um. It'd be interesting. I, I think, given you know, we'll sort of come on to it, but I imagine given Jackal's performance at the weekend, and if he sort of continues with that sort of run of form, then potentially we're going to see a lot more of Kinghorn at ten going forward. Yeah, and we will come on to Edinburgh in a little bit, but it's it's an interesting segue into fly halves. Ross Thompson, given the star after Duncan Weir obviously picked up an injury last weekend. Very solid performance, including a try in the in the second minute. Is Ross Thompson Glasgow's number one? And you can see him playing more and more with with Weir fit, fading into the background, Matt. Yeah, I think so. I think although Glasgow made quite a lot of mistakes and and the game got a bit scrappy towards the end, I actually wouldn't say that much if if any of it was was down to him. I think he may put one kick out on the full. Uh, that he would have been a bit disappointed by, but I actually think apart from that, he he was he was really solid, uh, good in attack, got the backline going, um, 
uh, you know, may, maybe the next step for him is is controlling things a little bit better. Um, but you'd like to think that that would come with with experience and time. Um, I, I still quite like the look of Miotti, but mm. doesn't seem didn't really seem to have played too much in uh, the rugby championship, if if at all. Uh, so I, I would imagine that even if he comes back and, and looks pretty sharp, that Thompson will be the the the, the guy who holds on to that to that tenure. And fair play to him; he's he's taking his chances incredibly well. Yeah, absolutely. And he is still only twenty twenty two years old, so racking up all this pro game time um, and sort of experience in and around and uh, sort of. I guess Scotland squads, which he was called up to in the summer, obviously wasn't didn't get an opportunity in there. But you can see him being called up to the squads and, and being around it. It's a huge experience for for the young guys. So I think there's there's plenty to like about this Glasgow team. We put out a poll on our Instagram feed earlier of how people were feeling about the uh, the start to the season. Two games in, eighty three percent of people uh, said they were happy with how Edinburgh and Glasgow have started. So that is a pretty hopeful place um, in October from Scottish rugby fans. So from the good of Glasgow, we'll go to what looked like it was another solid performance from Edinburgh, beaten in the 85th minute by Benetton, a a, a very, very nice drop goal in fairness. Um, But Edinburgh beating 28-27, tries from WP now. You love to see uh, a brace from Velikot, someone we'll talk about in a sec and uh, Rambo Stuart McAnally getting over the line as well. Um, Matt, Edinburgh have had a lot of shit losses to um, Italian teams in their time. Where would you rank this one on that scale of bad losses to Italian rugby? Yeah, it's a really good, if depressing question. Uh, (laughs) I mean, is a real sucker punch considering they were in the game the whole time and, and yeah. towards the end. So I think it's got to rank with some of the worst losses because I, I think although Edinburgh didn't play to their full potential, they could have won that game. And I think that they are a better side than, than Benetton. Although, you know, they are the reigning rainbow. Watch yeah. you, never, you can never forget that. Um, can't take it away. The thing is, you can't take it away from yeah, them. Impossible. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it was very disappointing, and I, th- I think that, as I say, like Edinburgh were in a position to win that game at various points, taking the lead. And I think you would say, you know, with possession, I think in the seventy-eighth minute of the game, um, they probably think that they've thrown it away. Really, it'd be interesting. Yeah, I, it'd be interesting to see just with Benetton so they scraped past the Stormers in the first game and then obviously they've pipped Edinburgh they're away to to Ulster and clearly sort of off the back of the Rainbow Cup they've now gone sort of two games and I think a few people are like oh Benetton are going to be pretty good and I've got a suspicion that they're going to go to Ulster away and get absolutely pumped and I actually <laughs> don't think they're at they're of a particularly good level and I think Edinburgh should have actually quite easily put them to the sword um this weekend but early signs of Blair's Babes looking like a sort of new exciting brand of rugby they've scored four tries in both their fixtures so far Matt are you happy with how you know it's very very early stages but are you happy with this the change in demeanour at Edinburgh Rugby 
Yeah, I think that there is a a sense of kind of a more more adventure and, and enterprise in the way that they're doing things. Um, and like th- there were some really nice bits of play, and, and Velikot once again was maybe the the star of the highlights package. Um, balanced out by quite a few mistakes, but I think that was kind of you maybe say the same in the Scarlets match as well. And I, I think that's just natural when you're bedding in new players and bedding in a, a different style. Um, I think that overall I'd be pretty happy with the attack it was maybe just the, the game control and some of the defence as well for a couple of the Benton tries was was pretty porous so you just hope that they haven't lost that sort of hard edge that Cockrell seemed to have instilled in them in the past few seasons you, you do think for some of the moments in that game that if they'd been under Cockrell they would have got a bit of the hair dryer treatment after the game because it was very sort of unlike Richard Cockrell or teams that he he has underneath him in terms of, to your point, sort of some soft tackling, etc. I think Rambo might have been subbed off after 20 minutes, to be fair. (laughs) I I don't want to like um, single out players, but he did miss a couple of uh, pretty big tackles for that kind of led to to bends and tries, but he wasn't the only one, right? Yeah. It was sort of one of those tackles where you sort of like make the hit and it he kind of I don't know whether he just sort of like assumed that the yeah. guy was down and then yeah. he just sort of fell down and the guy was like, I'm still standing. <laughs> and like every because everyone has sort of almost started to get back into the sort of defensive line and then they were kind of like thrown off guard by him sort of then bursting through. But yeah, no, one hundred percent it's like the the sort of tackle you you just have to make, right? And then it's nice to see Connor Boyle. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Getting a start. Yeah, at, yeah. Um, at seven in the back row with sort of Matt and Richie, I think Luke Crosby was probably one of the weaker players last week for Edinburgh. So... Obviously, nice to see sort of Connor Boyle get some time, and I think you know clearly it was sort of him and Rory Darge were sort of key components of that under twenty side a couple of years ago. And yes, said just really keen to see him kick on because I think maybe even more than Darge, I thought he might be sort of um, might take professional rugby by storm. So hopefully, get get a couple more games under his belt and uh, see a, a great um, Schumel boy getting a bit more game time. Darge, for, um, sorry, I'm thinking ahead to, to Scotland. We've talked about <laughs> You're just like, I've checked out of your <laughs> terrible Stumel shit chat. <laughs> As I'm moving this on, I was going to say that Connor Ball, I think, came via Watsonians, didn't he? 
Uh, originally at Stumel and then he went to Watsonians because he had to he had to he had to step out the doldrums of Stumel I mean, to step yeah. up to the top level. Because Stumel out of principle didn't put in a bid for the Super Six. <laughs> they, don't, they don't agree with it. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, our principal didn't agree with the whole thing. Could have got a spot, but we're like, we will, we will not be involved in this travesty. Well, that's the thing. I think Harriet's could probably do with the team that's closer to them. So um, get the get Stumel playing in relief <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, I was I was going to talk about Velikod a little bit there. Obviously, he's burst onto the scene in in Scotland, and it, it is fantastic to say to see Matt. You were talking about. George Horn's fundamentals there in the Glasgow game. Scotland's number nine jersey, obviously sewing on for Ali Price. How do you see the um, the sort of the, the fight below that with sort of your Velikots, your Horns, and on the outskirts of that, Jamie Doby? Yeah, I mean, you, you've I think Charlie Shields been called up in his training squads, and and obviously in the last Six Nations you had. Uh, Scott Steele. Scott Steele. And, you know, I don't think he let anyone down and has been kept on by, by Harlequins and, you know, the Premiership champions have been, although I, I don't think he played in the final, um, wasn't in the squad, but it's clearly pretty valued by them. I, I still, I think that actually Price is obviously number one pick and I, I wonder if Steele's done enough in the last nine months or so actually to to merit his place in that squad. Uh, so I think that you're probably you've got that fight between Bellicott and and Horn, who's sort of been in the international wilderness for a while, um, and you'd happily have either of them at the moment. Yeah, obviously they are both pretty similar players. Um, it's just that age old old problem now that you have Price, Horn, and Doby all trying to get game time at at Glasgow. When yeah. You know, at least Doby should be getting a lot more game time. Horn should be getting a lot more game time. Um, so it's just a shame, I suppose. It is. It is an absolute. Sh- it's a crying shame. Uh, you're you're not wrong, but that is the situation where we find ourselves in. Um, anything else on Edinburgh Benetton? I think um, Glasgow have got the Lions. They've got a really nice, favourable draw over the next couple of weeks. They've got the Lions followed by Zebra. So. Um, Alan, you backing backing that for two wins? I think Glasgow will 100% take down the Lions. I, I kind of get the impression that Stormers are potentially the strongest of the um, of the South African franchises. I mean, they just lost to Benetton, but then to be fair, didn't you know 34-18 against Munster? And I think they were winning at mm. half time. Um, so. I actually think the Stormers might be like Edinburgh should still win it, but I think it'd be quite a, it'll still be quite a tough game for uh, for Edinburgh. But no, going for for two wins, I think Glasgow should be putting sort of twenty twenty five past the Lions, and then Edinburgh by about sort of five to seven. Happy with that. Edinburgh have got a, a brace of South Africans, uh, Stormers, and then the Bulls at the Dam Health Stadium over the next couple of weeks. Um, Matt, are you a, um, a COVID test today? With a PCR with Dam Dam Health, you did it. You did a Dam Health PCR yeah, test. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm eating my own cooking. Yeah, exactly. How did was you, it? Do you do it because of the deal? Um, I realised I've done one already with Dam Health, and I had no idea I'd done it before. So that's how strong their branding is, I suppose. That's the power of it. 
I don't think, do you really worry about the brand when you're looking for a COVID test? I only take COVID tests that sponsor rugby stadiums. <laughs> that, and that, but that's just the personal line that I choose to draw. I was just looking at the, the Stormers team and I know they're missing players, but I don't really recognize a single player. And I feel like five years ago, Super Rugby Stormers, you'd be recognizing a few guys. But then I kind of look at their roster at the moment and they, when they get their um, spring box back, actually a pretty good team. Like Kitsoff, Malherb, uh, Herschel Yanchis, uh, Willemse, um Sanatla. Yeah, maybe, maybe they, they're sort of the, the front runners in the South Africa side of things. Yeah. I know obviously that because that twi- Tim Sweel guy came on. Oh, he's he was ex Harlequins, and then that Sergio Peterson lad. He's been round yeah. round the block a little bit. But I, I, I um David Myheisen, remember him? He he, uh, he was there was rumours he was going to come. Is to he Scotland. the second rule? He's got a yeah, Scottish yeah. granny. Yeah, he's coming to check out the damn hell stadium. <laughs> was he playing? He wasn't playing last week, but you know. But, but well, yeah, I, I agree actually. When when they're back to full strength, well, Kits off, Malberg, um Dam, Damien <laughs> William say, what's what, what how do you pronounce his name? What, what did you call him before? Malbec. <laughs> the yeah, Malbec. Malbec. Malherb. <laughs> yeah, Malherb. Yeah, no. This should probably be alright actually. Although I still think the I think people are like chatting about all these like South African players are coming back and I I probably need to do a bit more digging, but I'm of the impression that significant volume will be going back to European and Japanese teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, at least post-autumn internationals. So you, to be fair, if you're Edinburgh and Glasgow, you're probably going to get as many out of the way as possible now before they actually yeah, definitely. come up to full strength. And as the weird thing they were saying, because the, so is that the, um, the guys who bought Saracens, one of them also owns the Sharks. The sharks. Yeah. Um, which and is one of them's on the board of Rock Nation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Rock Nation, man. They just do what they want. There's <laughs> like just infecting the, the, the rugby ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Just with their snazzy marketing slogans. Um, it seems like, because I think... Uh, Remember Altrad, who obviously owns Montpellier, tried to buy Gloucester, and it yeah. got it got vetoed because you couldn't own two teams that might be playing in the same competition. Yes, but yeah, yeah, saw, yeah. Um, Mark Evans was tweeting some stuff about it, and it seems like the governance around all this stuff in rugby in general is is just all over the shop. Like, there's yeah. no real rules about whether you can own two clubs or not, and the checks and balances that are in place. So it seems as if, if you've got enough money and you want to do something, <laughs> no one's really going to stop you despite potential conflicts of interest. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, is, yeah, what do you want? Do you think that guy who's been like kind of the lead spokesperson for Rock Nation, you know, he started to do a bit of a stadium tour. So he like picked up like Ronnie Parade this week. Maybe did um, the sports guy the week before? He's he's on like the Monday conference call, and everyone's like, "Right, what's uh, how's how's the old URC going?" And he's like, "Lads, 
we have bitten off way more than we can do. <laughs> and he was like, I did not. <laughs> He's like, until you go to Rodney Parade, you don't understand the mountain we're trying to climb here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's, it's just it's one of these weird things where I think, you know, ultimately, you know, especially somewhere like maybe Wales more than anywhere, where there's just this weird sort of like mix of people who like hate the regions and, you know, there's this whole like, you know, is it is it Cardiff or is it the Cardiff Blues, et cetera, et cetera. It's like trying to explain, you know, that dynamic to <laughs> like sort of what is ultimately yeah. sort of a US based like marketing firm. They just they just I mean, how is that? I, I still don't fully understand kind of the dynamics of Newport versus Newport Gwent and kind of what parts of Wales do they represent and why wouldn't someone from the valleys support like Cardiff, etc. Trying to sort of explain that to a group of like US marketing sex must be like the hardest thing in the history of the world, right? <laughs> but, then, but then at the end of it saying, but like put all that aside because the stormers from Cape Town are coming to town and everyone's going to unite against them because like <laughs> that, that is a decades old rivalry. <laughs> What, so every single week, every second week, you got a team flying from South Africa to the UK. Yep, that's just about it. <laughs> really? I know. It's, uh, but I feel bad. I feel like constantly negative. Now, I feel... is not the time. now is not the time for cheap gags. Now is not the time for cheap gags. The, the other thing I'll say, France, I was looking, France for Staten, he's on the pitch. He plays for the Cheetahs. He can't even play in the URC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is um, but yeah, no. Sorry, Dave. Sort of went off. Track. No, it's all right. I was trying to think of a way in which I could segue this into Scots abroad, but Scots abroad. Um, let's have a look at some of the Scots that were playing um, down south and abroad at the at the weekend. Let's start with Adam Hastings first and foremost, lads. Have you seen Adam Hastings with his top off recently? He's in the best best condition of probably any Scottish rugby player ever. It's unbelievable. Fair play. Ibiza. Just, 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 yeah, just the got the rig got the rig in place for Ibiza, and now just chilling in Chris Harris's gaff in the jersey, yeah. having a great time putting in man of the match performances. Yeah, he got his, got his rig in shape for Ibiza, and now he's discovering that that actually has knock on benefits for his rugby career, not the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> but beautiful cross field kick. If you haven't seen it, check check it out on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. Little left footer cross field to Harris um, as Gloucester went on to uh, secure a victory against Worcester. Man of the match performance. I think. Did he set up another one with a kick, Matt? Yeah, another cross field uh, off his off his right peg that time. And then I think yeah, it was was close to one hundred percent, if not one hundred percent, off the tee. Um, and, and that would have been Chris. That would have been Harris making his sort of post Lions bow because I think he was off the bench wasn't he yeah yeah but it's I think there was a bit of a kind of worry around Gloucester having not won a game uh, and obviously it was Hastings first bow in the ten shirt and made a big difference and Andrew Davidson I think had a, a very good game as well yeah a lot of people talking up Andrew Davidson um, which is yeah really really interesting to see him down there uh, Hoggy we'll start with the big names work out some of the some of the more the smaller names are people that we've uh, not heard from for a week. While Hoggy, um, by all accounts, I didn't see the game myself. Had a very good uh, good run out for Exeter on his return, including one sort of try assist for Henry Slade. 
Love the was, cat flap. Yeah, I think just generally looking very solid. Yeah, and I think clearly this, it was interesting. There's a few comments um, in the press today about obviously Hogg not being picked for the semi-final and final of the Premiership, and then you know potentially have, you know, having a bit of a shocker in the in the second test. Although I don't think any other anyone who played a back was in the back three for the Lions. <laughs> sort of comes off that tour in particularly great light. And, you know, Baxter was talking about, you know, ultimately just got to put it behind you. And I think Hogg definitely looked like someone who playing with a lot of purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it'd be, inter- it'd be interesting. I think hopefully he, yeah, he's, he, as I said, just super solid, doing the basics really, really well. Just like constantly looking for work, almost again, just a little bit too much. Like there is just like, something to prove sometimes but i think generally looking really good and one one that we actually missed off off on our newsletter if you're if you're not subscribed to the newsletter get yourself on the Substack. that's this little scottish rugby podcast on there we're in your inboxes every week um with a bit of a rundown on all the all the news from the weekend andy crammond formerly of um toulon now playing with uh Biarritz, um Four games into the top 14 season, he started three um, out of four and he's dotted down for a try, um, which is completely fair enough. Averaging 72 minutes a game in the top 14. So Andy Crammond, Faye Crammond, is doing some great stuff down in uh, on the south of France. Um, two, two other people I'd point out, a couple of props in the premiership. Um, Robin Hislop started every game. Bomber. Wasps since his move there in the summer. Um, and Nick Otterack has mm. had a couple of starts for, who obviously was called into that Scotland camp in the summer, has, I think, started one game and been the bench for unbeaten uh, Northampton side. So fair play to those boys. Matt, put you under pressure. What side of the scrum does Robin Hislop play on? He is a loose head and so is Nick Otterack. Very good, I think. That's number one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Robin Hislop in the Scotland squad in the summer? Yeah, yeah. We don't need loose heads, though. We need tight heads. Yeah. Although it's interesting to see Murray McCallum um, has yes. been starting ahead of Simon Bergen, I think, for Glasgow. And I'm I'm really happy with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mainly because he's really he he engages with us on social media, so he's he's all he's all right in my book. But it's great to see him playing rugby as well. That's what I was going to say. I was like, what, what is it about Murray McCallum's sort of tight head prop play that you're a fan of, Dave? It's, 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 it's numbers. It's social <laughs> interactions. That's, that's all I'm here for. As I say, everything is content now. This isn't even about rugby anymore. <laughs> rugby is just a content commodity. Um, and that's about it, I think. I'm just I sort think- of um, having a look through. It's just a, a quick... A Mate, quick one from us tonight. The big one you missed. Who the guy is still blowing my mind. Tim Swinson. Oh, yeah. Seventy-five minutes in the row for for Saracens, and then Hunter Hill replaced him. But like in a in a horrific, like tough old match yeah. against Leicester. Like the guy was literally retired like two years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and has just sort of like had this weird resurgence where I kind of assumed he was going to do the one season in the championship, and now you know he's. It's not a bad Saracens team, right? That he's playing in. <laughs> no, it's um, it's inter- it's interesting that clearly they still see him 
you know, ahead of Hunt, ahead of Hunter Hill. And I'm sure yeah. maybe when Atoji comes in, it'll be Atoji and Ezekwe. But still, like, clearly Swinson's still putting in like pretty banging performances. Guess you get good bang for your buck like him. He's now he's not going off on Scotland duty, not going off on internationals, and they will they will lose Atoji and maybe Ezekwe as well to England. So. Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's almost a little bit annoying because there was the kind of the hope that the year in the championship would sort of allow Hunter Hill to kind of get more game yeah. time and hopefully get more game time. And, and annoyingly, Swinson seems to be keeping him out of the team. <laughs> who, who would you rather have in your Glasgow team at the moment, Tim Swinson or Richie Gray? I'm going, I'm going Swinner. I'd, I think take, it might I'd probably Swinner. take Swinner. Which, to be fair to him at the weekend, was very good in the lineup. Yeah. Well, actually, to be fair, the first one of the big issues in the last twenty minutes of that Glasgow game was the lineout was complete and utter shit show. <laughs> Over the first sixty minutes, it it was smooth as, and I do know you know, see Richie and Fraser Brown, two pretty old heads, probably know each other quite well. Um, seems to be relative, seems to be pretty smooth. Also, really bad bagging George Turner for his lineout throwing because the one time we went quite hard on him, he then. Did, played amazing for Scotland <laughs> against England, and then we got shit. I think well, not from his dad, <laughs> someone. Yeah, like, his dad. His dad was in our DMs, being like, "When are you going to apologise?" <laughs> <laughs> to fair be fair, fair, we made that Michael Jordan meme of him, so that counts as an apology, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that does. We yeah. went semi-viral, so thank you very much, George. <sighs> Again, content is king. Um, and speaking of, I think that's probably the end of this episode. Just a quick check-in um, from us. We're going to take a week off next week um, because Matt's going on holiday. Um, you're, getting so, your, you're getting your turkey neck retrimmed, aren't you? I'm getting my turkey neck, turkey neck re, uh, retrimmed. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're, having, we're having a week off and then we'll be back. And from our calculations, we think the Scotland Autumn International Squad will be announced that week. So hopefully we'll have a big bumper episode looking into all of that, whilst also being able to look back on two fantastic pro team wins or four pro- fantastic pro team wins in the last couple of weeks. But in the meantime, keep in touch with us on Twitter. That's at Thistle Rugby Pod. Um, on Instagram, Thistle underscore Rugby underscore Pod. And subscribe to the newsletter. That's on Substack, Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. And we will keep up the newsletters in lieu of a podcast next week. So you're still getting that taste of the thistle um every single week but until then we will speak to you guys very very soon cheers cheers selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with shopify Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.